0: Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. The scripture comes from 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. That's 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have taste that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. And the people of God said, Amen.
1: Thank you very much, First Lady, for the reading of our scripture on this morning. I want to take this opportunity now to turn it over to our own Brother Nathaniel Kearney for a moment of praise and worship. Brother Nathaniel, are you with us on today? Yes, I am. All right. All right. Um, very much, Brother Nathaniel, for that song of praise and worship on today. We greatly appreciate you for uh, that offering on this morning. And now we transition uh, as we prepare our hearts uh, for the preached word uh, offered to us by none other than Reverend Dr. James Henry Harris, our senior pastor at Second Baptist Church. Dr. Harris, are
2: you with us on today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. We appreciate your sharing with us this morning and um, I'd like to just congratulate you on your preaching today for local church for youth day. Did a great job. Continue to work diligently. Want to thank all of our people. I want to thank uh, uh, Sister Demetrius as well as Brother Nathaniel and certainly you Uh, Antonio, for sharing with us this morning. We are indeed grateful on this, the fourth Sunday in February, the last Sunday in our Black History Month celebration. We are indeed eternally grateful and thankful for all of those who continue to participate even as we explore new ways to worship, and to share with the church and the people of God. Demetrius has read for you scripture this morning from 1 Peter, the second chapter. I shall reiterate just a few of these words, beginning at the first verse. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slender. Like newborn infants. Long for the pure spiritual milk. So that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted. That the Lord is good. Our sermon today. This is a time to grow. This is a time to grow. Let us pray Eternal God, we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. My beloved brothers and sisters, I have been thinking that we all have been given what I'm going to call or describe as an unexpected opportunity to grow to change, to transform things in our lives. It is what I call an inopportune opportunity to recalibrate our faith, to recalibrate our commitment. It's an opportunity to reconsider our lives and the baggage we carry around every day. My beloved, because of this pandemic, this coronavirus, clearly we all have been confined to certain limited and prescribed spaces like our houses, our homes, our particular vehicles and some workspaces. In a sense, we are indeed home alone, because it has been shared with us by the great scientists and medical professions that that's the safest place for us to be and to practice social and physical distancing, even though that's a complex and difficult thing to implement. We see it every day my beloved, under normal circumstances and normal times and normal conditions, we certainly would be running and ripping. We would be coming and going at a fast pace. We would be going this place and that place, shopping centers and grocery stores and other places, sightseeing and window shopping and getting ourselves into debt. We would be buying more and more stuff, stuff to satiate our appetites and to feed our greed. Yes, we all are guilty of getting in our own way in some sense, stagnated by routine and wrongful actions. I don't have to tell you that this is the first time in more than a hundred years that our own church has been closed for this amount of time. The church has been closed at, from time to time for renovation and reconstruction, but never for this reason and for this amount of time shut down. And it doesn't just apply to us, it applies to others all over the world. Not, not because we are that different, we shut down not by a hurricane or a cyclone or an earthquake Not by a world war, but by a virus that is more deadly than the Korean conflict, more deadly than the Vietnam War, more deadly than World War II. Those three wars and the casualties of those three wars combined have not equal to the number of people who have succumbed to this virus. This virus is circulating among us. It has done more damage more quickly than anything since the 1918 flu pandemic. And yet, I believe it is an opportunity for us as a church. It's an opportunity for us as a community to work on ourselves, on our attitudes, to work on our behaviors. I don't have to tell you that we spend too much of our time crafting ways to degrade and to deceive and to trick others. We've been in church for years and years and we are still often envious and resentful of our brothers and sisters. We want what somebody else has. That's what envy is. It doesn't stop there because we often do other things, slander and spread rumors and all kinds of other things and gossip and say things that We know are wrong. We do all of this while we are all in the church, singing in the choir, serving on the ushers team, in missions, you name it. This indeed is a time for us to look in the mirror since we are home more than normal. You can look at yourself in the mirror and examine your own behavior. This text today captures our need for spiritual growth. We have been given a new opportunity to grow spiritually. We've been given a chance to figure out how sacred we want our lives to be. And my beloved, this is our directive. This is the imperative for spiritual food so we can grow. This is a time to grow Listen to the text for today. The scripture here in 1 Peter, the second chapter says, Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile. Rid yourselves of insincerity and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation. Spend this time away from public worship. Spend this time away from congregating together to renew our faith, to cleanse ourselves, to rid ourselves of these negative behaviors and these debilitating attitudes and actions. Because we all have more time away from one another, we have more time to think, to pray to meditate, to grow mentally and to grow spiritually. So I say to us today, let's adhere to this spiritual directive. It's a spiritual directive. Rid yourselves therefore of all malice, all guile, insincerity, envy and slander. Get rid of it, dispose of it. Get rid of it, discard it. Get rid of it, eliminate it. Get rid of it, eject it. Get rid of it, expel it. Get rid of it, trash it, dump it. Rid yourselves of all this now so that when churches, our church reopens, our spiritual growth will have been so phenomenal that we will have to pinch ourselves. We would have gotten rid of so much baggage. We would have gotten rid of things like malice and guile and insincerity and envy. If we spend this time to do that, then our church will never, ever be the same. I tell you today that the coronavirus would have helped us to become better Christians in ways that we could never imagine, in ways that the sermon, in ways that the Sunday school, in ways that the choirs, in ways that the music and the church offices could never achieve. And then the text says, so like newborns, like infants, long for pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. My beloved, like infants, we have to grow so that after we have rid ourselves of malice and guile and insincerity, we can now grow into salvation. Salvation here is a growth process. It is not Uh, uh, It is not an ultimate end. The text suggests that we ain't even saved yet. You can't claim salvation without emulating Jesus Christ and longing for spiritual nutrition. God's word indeed is the pure spiritual milk we need in order to grow. This is the time to grow. This is the time for all of us to become saved all over again. In other words, we are growing into salvation. We ain't fully saved yet. It's a process. We are growing into salvation, yes? We ain't fully saved yet. You are growing into salvation. You are all getting older. We are growing into salvation. We should take each day, each opportunity to grow into our salvation. We are being saved like infants. It's not an accomplished phenomenon. It's not an ultimate end. We ain't saved yet, says this text. We are growing into salvation. We ain't fully saved. Yes, we're saved to an extent, but not fully. We are constantly being saved over and over again. Not just when you were baptized. Not just when you took your first communion not just when you joined some organization or became a missionary, not just when you united with Second Baptist Church, but these were the first steps toward our salvation. We are constantly being saved over and over again as we grow stronger, And stronger in the Lord. I know that I have a witness to this. God is saving us every day. You ain't what you used to be. And you are trying to become better. Every single day. Because of the goodness. And grace of God. So I say to you my beloved. On this Black History Sunday. The final Sunday. That let us take this time. Let us take this opportunity during this partial isolation, during this partial analysis of ourself, during these efforts to stay safe and to keep others safe, I'm saying this is a time to grow. It's a time to grow up. It's a time to grow as a Christian. It is a time to get stronger. It is a time to get saved. Rid yourselves therefore of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Wouldn't that be wonderful for the church of God through Jesus Christ? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we took this time to rid ourselves of all malice and guile and insincerity and envy and slander? And take this time like newborn infants to long for pure spiritual milk so that by that, we may grow into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it's now and ever shall be world without end. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you very much, Dr. Harris, for that preach word on today. We are truly grateful uh, for the word that you had to offer us on this day. And I pray each and every one of you are able to uh, take this word, uh, not only uh, have it to play a part in your own life, but uh, offer it up to someone else so that they might be helped as well. Uh, I want to take this opportunity now as we transition uh, to uh, our health moment. If Dr. Hart is with us on today, we are going to ask Dr. Hart to, to join the call and offer us an update on uh, coronavirus uh, vaccinations and anything else uh, you'd like to share with us on today. Dr. Hart, are you with us? Yes, sir. All right. Good afternoon, Dr. Baptist, and again, thank you, Dr. Harris, for such a powerful message today. Here's today's health and wellness moment in COVID-19 update. Yesterday, the FDA granted emergency use vaccine just for you. It is my understanding that Johnson Johnson will start shipping out his vaccine this week and the vaccine will be available For women, okay, it increases your immune system, and for men, it increases your testosterone only. Uh, you have an option for a PayPal and for a Cash App. When utilizing when utilizing Cash App. To our closing remarks
2: and benediction. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you so much. I wanted to just follow up with what you said and to let people know that the offerings have been down during the month of February, and so we really are encouraging you to step up your giving on a weekly basis. Uh, And you can give by the methods that uh, Brother Antonio indicated to you today um, by Cash, Apple, either PayPal or mailing your offerings in to 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia. We need to encourage you to do that because there are certain things that we are trying to get done during this period, this interim period of being out of, out of the church and we still need your help and your continued support. But I wanna thank you for what you have done and encourage you to continue and to step it up uh, just a little bit a little bit better. We know how difficult things are for a lot of people. And so I'm not saying much about that, just want to encourage you. Um our black history quote for this uh for today and for this month, clearly today. Uh if you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you will make progress. This Quote is from President Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama. If you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you will make progress. What an encouraging word. And now uh, I want to focus just briefly during this Black History Month on uh, Henry Highland Garnett, one of the great preachers in our history, born in 18. Fifteen. This 15 years after Ned Turner. Listen up that the Reverend Henry Garnett, Henry Highland Garnett might justly be called a radical. He's one of the few leaders of our time who advocated any means whereby freedom might be achieved even to the point of violence. He was born a slave on December 23rd, 1815. He escaped with his parents nine years later and settled in Pennsylvania. He graduated from Oneida Institute in 1840, and he taught school in Troy, New York after that, became a minister and served as pastor of congregations in New York and in Washington, D.C. At the National Convention of Colored Citizens held in Buffalo, New York in 1848, he offered in his address Uh, that was sent to all slaves in the United States and he said this and I quote him just a little bit if a band of heathen men should attempt to enslave a race of Christians and to place their children under the influence of some false religion surely heaven would frown upon the men who would not resist such aggression even unto death Brethren, the time has come when you must act for yourselves. It is an old and true saying that if hereditary bondsmen would be free, they must themselves strike the blow toward freedom. Garnett, like most of his predecessors since 1760, saw one outstanding need for black people that was freedom from the curse of slavery. That's what he called it. The curse of slavery. Those are quotes from uh, the Reverend Henry Highland Garnett. I think they are just appropriate today as uh, they were in the 1800s. Still critical today as slavery seems to Always raise its ugly head as Black people continue to struggle for freedom. This morning, I'd like to also salute our frontline workers at Second Baptist. We call them frontline workers because they are participants in the feeding ministry that happens at our church every week. We want to salute uh, the teachers and every member of uh, of the church family and friends as we celebrate this closing of Black History Month. We thank you for your service. We thank Dr. Hart. We thank Dr. Jones. We thank Joanne Kearney Jones. We thank Kelly Doughton and Beverly Epps and Connie Pryor and Kenneth Threet. We thank all of those in the feeding ministry, including Jada Flowers and Andrea Long-Wimbush and Alvin Mahone and Butch Giles and Margaret Robinson, and Doreen Gordon, and Chris McCoy, and Greg Turner, and Aura Drew, and anyone else whose name I have omitted. I want to remind you, you can pick up your 2021 calendar uh, whenever somebody is at the church. I certainly want to thank uh, Deacon Bernie Anderson, and Mac Anderson, and Greg Turner, All of them have been serving as our treasurers during this pandemic. I want to encourage our people to get the vaccine, to get vaccinated. I'm talking to people every day who are telling me one reason or another why they don't trust the vaccine. And I tell them that, listen, there's no evidence that the vaccine has killed 510 Americans, like the pandemic has. I mean, it's to me, it's just a matter of common sense and logic. Yes, we all know about some of these statistics. We know, but but whatever has happened for to those who have taken the vaccine, whatever negative has happened, it's been statistically insignificant. The statistics are on the side of those who take the vaccine. And if you don't believe that you have a statistical question, you call Miss Lemon about that. She's a, math, a statistician or a mathematician. Michelle Lemon. I also wanna add that COVID, that the, um, that for the Second Baptist Church, people who took the vaccine this past Tuesday, uh, people who took their first shot on the 23rd, uh, you'll get the second shot on Tuesday, March the 30th at the church in the same place and the same vaccine. And um, at church this past uh, Tuesday, people who got the vaccine got the Moderna vaccine. And so you get the Moderna vaccine again, the second shot on March the 30th. Now, I have been trying to get other people vaccinated at other places and I put their names on lists, but uh, we have no guarantee of that. We are still trying to get people vaccinated as quick as possible because getting vaccinated is still not as easy as we would like for it to be, particularly if you have uh, preexisting conditions. Uh, But it seems like, like Dr. Hart says, because um, of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and because they will be rolling that out uh, uh, immediately or as soon as possible, that will make the vaccine available to more and more people. And, um, you know, and its efficacy rate is at 72%, which is still very good and very high, and as Dr. Hart and Dr. Jones have indicated. So we're very grateful for that. Uh, A lot of our people are are, are simply um, are simply falling back on false data and false narratives that constantly are in uh, the public domain. And, you know, this is one of the effects of what I call Trumpism. And it has affected black people as well, acting and thinking like we have a choice or an option. I'm saying we don't have an option. If you're Black, particularly if you're African-American, every day I'm told, and I know and experience somebody in the Black community who has passed away from COVID-19. I can't emphasize this enough. So please keep that in mind. Lot carries women in service Everywhere, 31 days of prayer starts tomorrow, March 1st, runs through the 31st. The time is 6 a.m. You can call 712-770-4010 if you want to participate in the morning prayers for Lot Carey. 712-770-4010. The access code is 172051. Access code 172051 And when I'm thinking about this, I think about the fact that uh, Reverend Antonio and I will be working on, because normally he does uh, these Lenten lessons uh, during the Lenten season and maybe before Lenten's over, at least in the last couple of weeks we can put together something to contribute uh, to a a Lenten Bible study uh, as well. Um. Be aware of all the Bible studies and other things going on at Second Baptist. I'm going to just take one minute to say this. Please be aware of that. You all, you already know, um, we continue our zoom book discussions, uh, tonight of black suffering, as well as, uh, the discussion of, uh, of our son Cameron's uh, film in our words and, uh, whatever new film he is working on that's tonight, seven to eight thirty. Uh, the panel tonight is, uh, not only uh, myself, but, uh, Corey, my son, Corey, my son, Cameron, uh, Demetrius. And uh, this will be moderated by Charlotte um, McSwine Harris and also hosted by Reverend Andrew James out of Maryland, who's our, our weekly host. We'll send a link. We'll send a Zoom link to those who are interested uh, call Deacon Mac Anderson or Bernie Anderson if you're interested, and if you don't have access uh, to me, you can call them, and they will share the link with you as well. It's a long-standing link. We invite you to join us tonight for Black Suffering, seven thirty, just one hour discussion with our son Corey, who is in Thailand, and Cameron, who is in California. Everybody on separate time zones, and uh, those of us here, please join us in our. One hour discussion. Uh, You can hear the sermons from October 18th and the Black Suffering discussions in the Apple Store on iTunes by typing in Second Baptist Church West End and select the sermons or select the discussions of Black Suffering. Please be aware of that and be aware of all of what we have uh, been talking about. We continue to pray for Reverend Bradbury's nephew. probably give us an update. Uh, Warren Bradbury. We continue to pray for Brother Robert Mayne Thompson. Uh, who is in uh, the Tidewater area, Margaret Woodson, uh, who was in Henrico Doctors' Hospital, Eldermire Brown, um, and Dorothy Yates' sister, Eloise, who was in St. Mary's Hospital. And special prayers continue to go up for Brother John Smith. Uh, And we continue to pray for Brother Walter Bright, uh, my father-in-law, and we continue to keep in prayer as I said, Brother John Smith, whose brother passed away in London uh, a few weeks ago now, and also keep Julia Huey, Julia Wiggins Huey, in prayer, in the passing of her husband, Larry Huey, whose funeral was on yesterday. And uh, we ask you to continue to keep the family of Brother Sylvanius Brown in prayer as well. I want to thank you all for your help and for your support. Encourage you to continue to support us even as we explore new platforms for delivering our worship service. As they are developed, we will let you know more about them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If Reverend Amanda is on, then she can close us out. Reverend Amanda Hopper, if she's on. If not, Let us do the benediction. Brothers and sisters, rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, and the Lord is good, and his mercies endureth forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord let the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now henceforth and forevermore, let the people say amen. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in.